2: You're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so happy to have you here with us. But before we get into the Word today, we're going to take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your love and kindness and your patience, Lord. We ask that you would minister to us our needs, Lord, and that you'll highlight those areas that need to be fixed in you, Lord. And we thank you for the encouragement and the prompting that you've given us through your Word, Lord, both written and spoken, We thank you for this time to gather in your name, Lord, and to have you in our presence, Lord, and to be in your presence. And we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Amen.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.
0: And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we get into the word and continue our study in 1 Thessalonians together, being built up and made ready to stand firm in the Lord. So this morning we are in chapter 2 of 1 Thessalonians, and we're continuing our conversation and discussion on verses 13 through 20. So whether you're joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, I want to encourage you to go ahead and pause the episode now and just take a moment to read through that section of scripture, making it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. So now the floor is open. To give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. Alright, promise?
3: Okay. So the Lord was talking to me about how that in this section of scripture, Paul is also encouraging them to look past what is confronting them in the natural. To the spiritual realm and asking ultimately asking God for discernment of what's, hap- what's really happening
2: mm-hmm.
3: instead of judging with their natural eyes. And we also see Paul here encouraging the Thessalonians to deepen their relationship with God and go further. While at this point they have resisted through conf- conflict, there's still more growth that needs to occur and that should cu- occur. And the Lord especially had to tell me that because for part of my life, I used to think that I was the best. And that if if any teaching was going to happen, I was going to be, be the one doing it, not the one receiving it. And so the Lord had to correct that perspective and show me that with a relationship, it's both give and take. And... This, especially concerning my family and my friends, that I shouldn't be trying to disperse all I have, no matter how menial it may seem, because there's always room for growth.
0: <laughs> Do you have a little bit of a Job moment? I'll ask you and you tell me with the Lord. Is that how that went down, sir? Yes. Okay. Well, we all have that, right? Yes. We all have that, but that's part of the process of growth and development in the Lord. We get, oftentimes, we can get caught up and going. Okay, now I have this thing, I'm complete. When that's only the next step in the process, right? As we're told in Scripture not to think too highly of where we are or who we are, right?
2: Yes. Yes. <clears throat> I'm
0: not saying this to condemn you. I'm saying this so we can all examine ourselves in this regardless of who, when, where, how long you have been in the faith, right? We were, in the last episode, we were talking about even the conflict. And what did Paul, it wasn't just the the Thessalonians that came to the Lord and observed and experienced great trial, great conflict, great persecution. Mm -hmm. Or we read about it with the Philippians. It also says, something concerning those in Laodicea in Colossians, right? Paul writes in chapter two, for I want to, it's verse one of Colossians two, I want you to know what great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. We see this pattern here? This is multiple places that Paul desires to go to and continue to aid pour into them for their spiritual growth and development. But he continues and says, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and in Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And then he continues by saying, now I say this, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order in the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. And therefore, having received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding with it, with thanksgiving. So in there, Paul is rejoicing, but also he's encouraging them to rejoice and remain with the Lord.
3: Yes, It is an, an encouragement
0: to him, as well as an encouragement and should be an encouragement to, yes, themselves, those in the midst of the conflict of, right, the attacks from the adversary, from persecution, right? Isn't that what, again, what David did? He constantly built himself up in the Lord. Lord, this is what you did for us as a nation, as a people, Mm -hmm. even long before I was born. He reminds not the Lord. <laughs> he reminds himself mm-hmm. of all the things the Lord did for in his his lineage and his legacy for for the people, right? But then he also reminds the Lord or or encourages himself in the in what the Lord did in his own life. It's throughout the Psalms. So, for us, it's the same thing. We can look at all these. As you brought up in, in a previous episode, honey, honey, actually the last episode, remembering all the little things the Lord did, mm-hmm. all these little victories, as we keep pressing on towards the high call of Christ in our life, in unity with the Lord and with one another, and It'll and stay. that unity is okay. is not in wrongdoing; it's unity in everybody, exclusively being focused on the Lord to. Fulfill to accomplish All the lord has purpose for them to do in Their life and in the destiny track he has for each one To bring about the lord's plan purpose to bring about heaven on earth For the lord's glory
3: Mm -hmm. Yes, dad Yes and How paul had to constantly be allowing other people to grow him and I left, I started, began talking about this in the previous episode, talking about how we shouldn't be judging people. How this also goes into that, how we should be allowing God to put people inside of our lives who are going to help us and encourage us. Not allowing people who are going to ruin what God has told you or lead you astray, because we know God will never do that. And also knowing that whoever God puts inside of our life is always for our good to help us grow in sight of the Lord. And we can see here that Paul is also encouraging the Thessalonians to first walk in forgiveness because you see not you see, sorry. Paul tells them that they're that they're facing persecution from their own countrymen. And that they should be walking in forgive, not because they're countrymen, but because they're human beings, they're human beings. And we should be walking in forgiveness continually, not forgiving in the moment, but for- forgiving before the moment.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Okay. So one of the things that I was um, reflecting on in this as well is that. Paul is disclosing to them some telltale markers, telltale markers (laughs) that shows them the difference of how to interpret the data that they're seeing around them, the reactions or the um, encounters. So promise you said that the Lord will always put good people in our life, like the ones that he sends for us. However, there are times when... The adversary is trying to send someone into our life as well. And God doesn't block that person out. And there's a reason that he does that. Does anybody know what it is? Maybe give them an opportunity to hear the word for themselves and be
2: exposed to the Lord to change their course and their direction. Maybe. Anybody else?
3: Oh, Uh, also, so that our heart may be known.
1: Well, I would I would put it more along the lines of this. So, if just looking how God is relating to us in this scenario, if God is putting someone into our life that he only he only invites the ones that should be there, but if the adversary is sending someone and God does not put them out on his like by himself, it's because he's giving us a chance to demonstrate what we've learned, because exercising our faith exercising the growth or the understanding and what's been poured into us helps us get stronger. Um, James talks about that. The exercising of your faith produces patience, right? And then there's a subsequent follow on to what happens when the Lord gives us an opportunity to triumph versus um, taking away that opportunity. That's a part of growing in the Lord is understanding that he has to give us a choice, And there are going to be times where our progress, our faith, our development is going to be tested. Now, what the Lord, the stipulation and the caveat that he has is that they're not able to hurt us or do us harm, and that we're not allowed to face trials until we are sufficiently equipped and prepared and ready to have victory over them.
2: Yes, mommy. So
1: as the apostle Paul is reminding them of the miraculous interventions that the Lord has already made into their life the Lord through him is simultaneously revealing here are the markers of people who were sent by the adversary. Here's the fruit of that. So that when you see it, you don't judge the person, but you recognize the activity and realize that the adversary is behind it. Right. Cause he both said it was Satan that was hindering them and that the people were working, but making that connection that it was the operation of Satan behind it. That was influencing the activities of the, the countrymen but so that the believers could rise in another level of maturity and be equipped and prepared for what was coming next. So if you don't have prior equipping and training, then the adversary tries to take advantage, right? Yes, mommy. Yes. But when you are equipped and prepared, which is what the Holy Spirit's role, one of his roles in our lives, is to equip us and prepare us for things that are coming ahead. Um, then we're able to have that victory that the Lord wants to lead us into. You know, it's interesting to note that we know that God is all-knowing, but we don't often correlate the fact that God knew that the devil was lurking around in the garden. Uh We don't often make that correlation. We think it was a surprise that Adam and woman fell. We think that... It was an after the fact, after they fell, then then the father made the plan to send the son. And we kind of progress it in the way that we think chronologically. But if God is all knowing, then he's all knowing. If everything and everyone is naked and open and um, naked and laid bare before him, as Hebrews chapter four tells us, then everything is laid bare. So he knew that Satan was in the garden. He knew what Satan's motivation was towards Adam and woman, and we can see a highlight in a a more articulated accounting of how the adversary wants to steal, kill, and destroy from the people of God by looking at the book of Job, right? Yes. Yes, mommy. So the adversary was already kicked out by that time, and we see that God was not standing right there to kick the devil out himself. Why? because it was an opportunity for Adam and woman to either stand for what the Lord said or fall as they did or choose another route. Mm-hmm. God had equipped them. He had instructed them, which is where we we get the power to do things in the earth in his name as he gives us instruction which carries authority within it. He instructed them, tend and keep the garden, and or, that meant or
0: guard and govern.
1: Exactly, and he gave them guidance and instruction of where to obey like what was the command of that needed to be obeyed don't eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil he didn't say don't eat the fruit in the center of the garden because the tree of life was also in the center he gave them enough information that they could use their faith to believe him believe what he said and act in accordance to what he said so then because God made us free moral agents, he gave us the ability to choose and the legal right to make a choice. He had to let them make their choice. That was a testing of their faith. But they did not triumph at that time because they chose not to demonstrate or exercise what they had already learned. So that is something we cannot change. You know, typically we're like, oh Lord, we're saved, we're doing good. Take us out of here. Let me just... Just call it the rapture right now, or send me a chariot like you did for Elijah. Translate me, no, do no, something, no. Jesus. I'm ready to go, because...
0: <laughs> with, that, with no testing, and right?
1: Exactly, because we're uncertain of what we will um, choose or what we will do, but we're talking about in this the section of um, the book of Thessalonians, these, these two epistles, standing.
0: Mm-hmm
1: being able to stand, and it's not standing because there's no challenge to you, because it doesn't really count.
0: It's standing in the midst (laughs) of challenge and conflict.
1: Exactly. In the face of the adversary coming against you, in the face of the attempts of the thief to steal, kill, and destroy, that you are able to use what the Lord has invested in you and poured into you and walk in the path that he's laid out for you and to triumph over it. When you think back about or you read about the the churches that are addressed in revelations, they a revelation, he tells them where they were missing it, where they're weak on some mm-hmm. things, he reminds them what they what they were doing right and then he gives them instruction of how to continue to persevere and what decisions they need to make so that they can have victory and receive the benefit and the reward. So likewise, this is something that I I absolutely appreciate and adore about God, which I love all of him. But Mm -hmm. this is something that I, I relish, is that he gives instruction before the fight happens. And he's like, hey, I'm in your corner. I've already instructed you. I already whooped this devil. All you need to do is make the decision to agree with me. All you need to do is hold fast to what I told you, hold fast to what I said, and use the skills that I've given you and the the fellowship and companionship of Holy Spirit to recognize what's happening, bring it to me, let me give you counsel and instruction, and then you, I'll tell you what to do, and then you do it. You You execute execute it. And you will be triumphant. And so as the Apostle Paul is doing all these things and the Holy Spirit's skill is just so and his manifold wisdom is very much so on display here he's simultaneously comforting them and the part of like mommy daddy patting them on the back you know when the baby's crying as and instructing them you know massaging their shoulders giving them some water and getting them ready putting their gloves on and getting them ready to get back in the fight
0: (laughs) (laughs) the pep talk
1: exactly and he's coaching them in a way that they can receive and it can be deposited into their heart so then when the adversary comes they instantly recognize that's the devil working back there that's not god has left me that's the devil coming to steal kill and destroy and i and i recognize the fruit the signs that he's there and now i know instantly go back to the father what do i do about this what do i say about that what do you say about this wait for the instruction then execute yes mommy
3: yes mommy
0: amen
2: i did want to um mention um about when paul was telling the thessalonians that they received the word of god not from men but from the lord himself and that's important the thessalonians weren't discriminatory towards the vessel that the word came through they were willing to hear god's voice whether it was a, as you said mommy uh, or as you say, a butterfly floating in the breeze, a a squirrel chittering outside the glass, whatever it is, or then you say the wind's blowing, you're attentive and you're willing to hear God's voice regardless of the vessel that it's coming through. The Thessalonians had to do the same thing. They weren't they weren't going oh I'm looking for Paul to <laughs> give me the word. They were just their ears were open to hear the word of the Lord and it didn't matter if it came through Paul, Timothy, um, Sylvanus, whoever it was, as long as it was God's voice, they were willing to hear it and they were going to apply what they heard. And we should be the same way because that, and that is safety. And we garner and we receive more from God than just trying to dictate who says what to us and what fashion and what form.
0: Mm-hmm. Or being able to discern, right? Yes. But we can look at the example of Peter with Christ. In one breath, Peter's saying to Jesus, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah. And then in the very next breath, Peter's saying, no, we're not going to let you accomplish your purpose in the earth. So then Jesus went from providing additional instruction based off of clearly flesh and blood had not revealed who Jesus was. right? So in other words, it was the Holy Spirit revealing to Peter. And and here's some additional instruction and... and, uh, understanding knowledge concerning jesus and his purpose his mission here on the earth to then rebuking him and saying get behind me satan right yes dad there we can't be hot or cold that's a perfect demonstration of what it what he's talking about i wish that you were hot or cold so regardless of how or who the lord sends the message through right we should be able to Bring it before the Lord, like as in all things, and allow the Holy Spirit to give us discernment on yeah, this is from the Lord. That part's not mm-hmm. right, even it's in dead. the same the same message, right? And, and it is of the utmost importance because, as you were saying, honey, and it, and as it works in any military, there is one commander in chief. There is one person who is saying or a commander or, per, or individual that is looking at the whole picture mm-hmm. and saying, this is what you need to do. Engage, don't engage, engage in this manner. I need to bring in a call for fire, right? Or, or whatever the case is. is Let good. me get something to assist you. Only one can do that. Now, yes, we have some standing orders with which we can engage, right? Rules of engagement, all those things but only one person can can make the call and then it is up to that unit to execute. Yes, Dad. They can't go conduct or make their own way. They have to follow the instructions of the Lord yes, fully. Even if comms were corrupted, right? They have to understand the difference. It's no different for us with the Lord. We are called to execute his plans, his purposes, not make our own, not in, not engage or assist the enemy in theirs, mm-hmm. but to follow the Lord and his leading. He's given it for all of us. So this is a requirement of all of us that are the Lord's, that are, I'll say his warriors, but those that are moving forward as part of his kingdom and part of his kingdom is his army. Right? Yes, Dad. So... The Lord is the one that makes the call. And it is our job to go and execute it, to to fulfill it, to accomplish all he's purposed. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: All right. So we're gonna pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla.
2: Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for the word and the instruction that you've given us, Lord. We thank you for the encouragement and the edification. We ask that you bless our partners and our listeners, Lord, as they go about their way, Lord, as they continue doing your work, Lord, that you provide them with strength and determination and vigor, Lord. And we know that you've already done those things, Lord, so we're grateful to you for them. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen.
0: And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
2: Wanna know more about A Day of Prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website,
1: adayofprayer.org.
3: Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form.
1: Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.